Well, greetings and welcome to Deep in Scripture. This is Marcus Grodi, your host for this program. We're coming to you from the studios at the Coming Home Network International. Recently, the Gospel reading for Mass included an important, unanticipated interruption in the life of Jesus Christ. Allow me to read a portion of that Gospel story as told in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 34. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet. And besought him, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a flow of blood for twelve years, and who had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. And immediately the hemorrhage ceased, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Now, the great Christian writer C.S. Lewis once wrote to a friend, Quote, the great thing, if you can, is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions of one's own or real life. The truth is, of course, that what one calls the interruptions are precisely one's real life. The life God is sending one day by day, what one calls one's real life, is a phantom of one's own imagination, end of quote. In the gospel story I just read, there is not just one interruption, but an entire Russian nesting dolls of interruptions. Twice the Apostle John exclaimed that there were many more signs and wonders that Jesus did than could be contained in his or any of the gospels. So why was it that Matthew, Mark, and Luke all felt this interruption within an interruption within an interruption, so important they each included it in their short accounts of Jesus' life. Well, Jesus had just crossed the sea in a boat and was inundated by a great crowd. There was likely an interruption in his plans. Out of the crowd came a local synagogue ruler named Jairus, who convinced Jesus to change his plans and come heal his dying daughter. Interruption number two. But as the great crowd followed Jesus to see what would happen, the third interruption occurred, 
And it was so significant that Jesus and the crowd stopped dead in their tracks. St. Mark tells us, And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And then his disciples incredulously asked the obvious, uh, Master, we're kind of locked in here by this rude, filthy crowd. I mean, who didn't touch you? Or they said something like that. But Jesus ignored them and looked around to see who had done it. As the disciples had quipped, one could imagine a bunch of people backing off, apologizing, hey man, sorry, uh, didn't mean to crowd your space. But then came the interruption that has been remembered for centuries. A woman falls out of the crowd before Jesus and in tears of joy tells him that she, quote, had had a flow of blood for 12 years, had suffered much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about him and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she believed, if I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. And then to her surprise, which led to fear and trembling, immediately the hemorrhage ceased, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease." You know, it's interesting to imagine what the disciples and crowd might have been anticipating Jesus to respond to this audacious, brash woman who had had the gall to interrupt them in her ritual uncleanness. But Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well, or as the New American Bible has it, has saved you. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Why was this interruption within an interruption, within an interruption, so significant as to be included in the Gospels? Certainly, it emphasizes Jesus' divine power to heal, as well as encouragement to those struggling with seemingly incurable diseases to put their faith in Christ. But is there also another hidden spiritual meaning that remains of great significance to a full understanding of the power of the mystical body of Christ, the Church. In her condition as an unclean woman in Jewish society, and only one of a multitude crowding around Jesus, she felt unworthy and unable to approach him directly. Yet, in the boldness of her faith, the woman believed she could reach Jesus and receive the gift of his presence by merely touching the hem of his garment. She could not touch Jesus directly, but through the physicality of his garment, and by her faith, she reached him and received from him healing, saving grace. In this interruption, therefore, we catch a glimpse, a sign, or a type of the dawning sacramentality of the age of the church. The Catechism states in paragraph 1076, quote, The church was made manifest to the world on the day of Pentecost by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Spirit ushers in a new era in the dispensation of the mystery the age of the church, during which Christ manifests, makes present, communicates his work of salvation through the liturgy of his church, 
until he comes. In this age of the church, Christ now lives and acts in and with his church in a new way appropriate to this new age. He acts through the sacraments in what the common tradition of the East and the West calls the sacramental economy. This is the communication or dispensation of the fruits of Christ's Paschal mystery in the celebration of the church's sacramental liturgy. End of quote. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, St. Paul wrote, Now we see in a mere dimly, but then face to face. When we were baptized, we became new creations, children of God, members of the mystical body of Christ, temples of the Holy Spirit. But we probably didn't feel any different. And likewise, and likely, uh, we didn't act any different either. We saw through a mirror dimly, but by faith we touched the garment of Christ and received grace, healing, and salvation. When we were confirmed or married or ordained as deacons or priests, we were indelibly changed, empowered by the Holy Spirit to be disciples of Christ. But yet I felt no different, or more often than not, I know I fall short of being a good disciple or husband. Yet by faith, we have touched the hem of his garment, and we have received grace and healing and salvation. And when we come forward in faith as only one amongst the crowd, unworthy for Jesus to even enter under our roof, when we receive him on our tongue or in our hands, we are touching the hem of his garment, receiving grace, healing, and salvation. In fact, though we see in a mere dimly blinded by the limits of our senses, we yet touch him. We eat and drink him, body and blood, soul and divinity, through the garment of the accidents of bread and wine. Even the sacramentals, sacred artwork, statues, rituals, and devotions are all threads in the hem of his garment, through which we reach him and by faith receive from him the graces of healing and salvation. Jesus said, as he pointed ahead to this present, quote, dispensation of the mystery, end of quote, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And that's in John chapter 6, 53. Others in the crowd around that woman and Jesus may also have been plagued with illness and disease, but through lack of faith refused to press forward to reach him, to even touch his garment. And some who heard Jesus speak about eating his body and drinking his blood refused to follow him any longer. They said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? Which is also why a large portion of Christianity, some from the very beginning, but a vast number since the Reformation, have denied the mystery and power of the sacraments and of the church and as a result have settled for a Christianity of faith alone. Or as St. Paul warned in 2 Timothy 3.15, holding a form of religion 
but denying the power of it. May we be interrupted from the distractions and presumptions of our everyday lives in the midst of our own doubts and sickness, physical as well as spiritual, to reach out in faith, to touch the hem of His garment in the sacraments that He has given to us through the gift of His Church. Deep in Scripture is a production of the Coming Home Network International. To hear more episodes, view our full archive of written and video conversion stories, participate in our online community forum, and more, visit chnetwork.org. You're also invited to explore free membership in the Coming Home Network and receive support on your own Catholic journey. Again, visit chnetwork.org for more information.